And sometimes I've, I've heard that thrown around by mainstream medicine is that there's no evidence to support this. Well, that doesn't mean that, that that's an argument from silence, right? There, Correct. It just hasn't been done, hasn't been studied. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that it's not working or there's no correlation. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Hey there, Hopper Podcast. This is Dexter. And I just wanted to call to say uh, it's been a rough year. My great-aunt Gladys died a little while back, and she left me her pet-talking parrot. And she used to go to sleep watching the Sleepy Time Gospel Hour, and that parrot just loved and loved that show, and it preaches fire and brimstone every night. And ever since I uh, started listening to the Hopper podcast, I play that for the uh, parrot at night, and its theology has just gotten so much better. So I just wanted to say thank you. Welcome back to the Hopper Podcast. Here we are. Dun, hey, dun, dun. hey, Dave, I got a question for you. Uh, mm. I don't know this about you. Have you ever used marijuana? I have not. Okay, and I haven't either. Um, well, haven't I? No, not actively. You're confused by the question. Yeah, I'm a little bit okay. It may indicate that you did. No, so so yes, I yes I have used marijuana, and no, I haven't. Let me let me tell you what I mean. I'm a hospice chaplain. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so uh, so you say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely a hospice chaplain, and I am. I go around and I visit people in their homes, uh, and in nursing homes, and in hospitals, wherever they are, assisted living, and I folks who are. Um, in the process of dying, at, you know, at, at some some people it takes. We've had uh, I've got patients that we've had for years, and but uh, the average is around fourteen, fifteen days uh, that I have as a patient before they die. And so a lot of those folks, especially cancer patients, are in an enormous amount of pain yeah. at the end when cancer just metastasizes over your entire mm-hmm. body. There's an enormous amount of pain, and so a lot of my patients use marijuana. And not all, not a lot of them, not the majority. It's a significant minority. But I certainly have had patients when I go to their home, and they are marijuana is great for pain control, some specific kinds of pain control. Right. And in the state where we're where we are, it's illegal to use. Uh, but at some point, when you are literally dying and in an enormous amount of pain, you're not you, too worried about that. You don't really care yeah. about. So, that. so you're telling me you got some contact buzzing yes. going on. Well, I, you know, I've never really felt it very strongly, but my clothes have reeked. Because let me yeah, tell you, yeah, that stuff stinks. It I've stinks smelled bad. It, it, it smells. There's a reason why they call it grass, right? It smells like burning green grass. It's nasty. It's it's like, uh, you know, there might be some other drugs that I would be somewhat tempted to use that mm-hmm. would probably not be helpful to me. I have never once been tempted by marijuana because it just stinks so bad. Um, yeah, so but, they're smoking it. 
They're smoking it. There are other ways that they could be using it, I guess. And those ways I probably wouldn't know about, and there probably are people who are doing Uh that and just not not saying. Edibles and stuff. Edibles, yeah. Yeah. um, But it's helpful. When I find out, I say, that's fine. I'm not the police. I don't really care, honestly. But our our physicians and nurses, they do need to know because then they're going to adjust the pain medicine, the narcotics that you're taking, because we don't want to hurt you. We don't want to... You know that kind of thing, and so we need to know what you know. Just be consistent about it. Right. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But some people use the prescriptions, and some people use uh, their own. Uh, I guess their own prescription, right there. Right. Like, I'm in pain, and this is helping me. And so our doctors are pretty good about saying, "Okay, yeah." That, I, I had yeah. one patient that was drinking, that was smoking marijuana, as well as drinking uh, like eight to twelve beers a day. Okay. Which is that's a fair amount every day, uh-huh. every day, um, and so and smoking marijuana. So they, you know he had to be his, his narcotics had to be adjusted because uh, he was still in. That's a lot of booze. Pain. Yeah, that that's would a lot of definitely booze. affect your narcotic use. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and smoking as well. You know that that uh, brings up a topic I've been wanting to talk about, and that's um, okay. Just kind of like alternative medicine versus conventional medicine. Oh, I see. Uh huh. In healthcare. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a. Uh, uh, there are some people who are all into uh, the claims of alternative medicine hmm. without studies, without backing. Oh, I see. Without yes. statistical mm-hmm. significance, mm-hmm. and you know, making sure that this is doing what it's claiming, or mm-hmm. that that what's in this product is even accurate. Yeah. Some people um, just assume that it would be, but if it's not FDA regulated, there's no reason that it needs to be what. You know, uh, unless you're going to take them to court and and prove this, people can say a lot of things, and they've proven they have shown that some supplements have all kinds of fillers or things that that are not expected oh, sure. to be in yeah. there mm-hmm. because they're not federally regulated. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so some people get really captivated in that and kind of, f- I guess, forget about mainstream medicine. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then others are uh, they look with such skepticism mm-hmm. at alternative medicine mm-hmm. that until it's had the th- hundreds of thousands of dollars spent and the studies done and it's approved. And like, so like marijuana uses, I think is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, there are just too many people saying that marijuana is good for cancer pain. Yes. I've heard that over and over and over again. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that I, I'm not sure I need a big government study. No. Um, although I have read an article about pain management with marijuana that said it's it's not very promising mm. but um but i no i think it's, it's certain types of pain i think is the exactly answer. Yeah. certain types it's not all cancer pain it's uh my understanding is that it's very it's certain kinds of pain i forget exactly the different kinds and i you know because i don't get into that with my patients yeah um but it, what i say is if it's helping to relieve your pain let's keep doing that that's good yeah we we want to maintain like quality and accuracy. Oh yeah. And we want things to be well studied. Yes. And sti- st- oh, I can't say uh, statistically, statistically significant. I got it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to make sure that that that's all in place. Um, however, that is a slow process. It can be. Yeah. And if you're dying to do double blind studies. Yeah. Uh, on a massive scale for for every possible remedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super expensive and very slow moving. And therefore, there are lots of uh, medicines, plants, mm-hmm. um, dietary supplements mm-hmm. that people have used and they've had success with. Mm-hmm. And that, um, and I'm not sure if it's uh, uh, 
there's placebo effect going on or if these are correlations that that cannot be well managed you know study needs to be very accurate yes this is the reason yes um yes. you know the controlled environment right um but I have had these correlations myself. Have you? Have you ever taken a supplement? Have you ever like you started to have a cold? You took echinacea and your cold went away. No, you've never had that happen. Uh, I've tried different things and uh-huh. no. So, I have oh, numerous times. Okay, yeah. So I've had. Uh, let's see. I have. So zinc. I I do take zinc uh, uh-huh. when I, at the beginning of a cold, but that has been studied significantly and is uh, pretty pretty common. I yeah, think. yeah, well known. Um. So there are a number of claims that come out that uh, are that end up being false. Mm-hmm. And I think some of them end up being, uh, having some accuracy and we just mm-hmm. don't know until the studies are done. Yes. Uh, for example, uh, the cause of autism. Okay. There are, there are lots of claims about autism. Sure. And, sure. and, uh, you know, vaccines were causing it or, uh, uh, GMOs and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, roundup traces in our, uh-huh. Genetically modified or you know, a genetically modified organisms have been modified typically to resist Roundup, mm-hmm. so they can spray a whole field and kill everything except for that the modified Roundup. organism yep. that right. might have uh, you know a plumper fruit or more yeah. production and brighter color or other things that that are favorable. Sure, sure. sure. Um, but that's been you know one of the things that that some people have said. Oh, this is causing autism or this is mm-hmm. causing our our rise in autoimmune diseases and allergies mm-hmm. you know when we were kids there was no such thing as a peanut allergy right i mean we didn't hear about it we didn't hear about it certainly wasn't a, a table at school that was designated for people with a peanut allergy because it might go anaphylactic and die right uh which is the case now yeah and there are kids carrying around EpiPens, and you know mm-hmm. it's life-threatening mm-hmm. emergencies why is that happening yeah. um those are interesting questions yeah they are and i think that um some people, like I said, they go too far mm-hmm. in diagnosing these things themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think others are not willing to move away from conventional medicine at all. Yeah. And I think that's a mistake. That makes sense to me. I think when we move away from conventional medicine, with, when we don't have the, the uh, uh, double-blind studies and that kind of thing, I think we've got to be really careful about saying things for sure. But I think that's part of the uh, natural process of discovering New thing. Where should the researchers look? Well, we need to say, oh, there's a ton of evidence for this, but it's all anecdotal, but there's a lot of it. Right. And so now, researchers, would you take this and run and see if this is actually, re- you know, yeah, if it's legit. And it's people who I think uh, they're in a, a place of desperation because conventional medicine is not answering their sure. problem. Sure, 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 sure. And hasn't, has yet to understand it, and they, they're miserable in some way, and they're looking for help. And let's try um, something else, but I think right. those people are specifically vulnerable to people who make outlandish and unfounded claims to say, yeah. this is absolutely going to work for you, when there's absolutely no evidence for that. Those, those people are particularly... Um, vulnerable to that, and I think yeah. that is a tragedy. That is dangerous, yes. right? And yes, that, yes, there yes. are people who are charging big bucks yes. for procedures that have yet to be correct, proven, right? Yeah, or to show that, that they help at all, right? And um, I think there should be some kind of economic regulation on that, maybe, mm-hmm. um, to say, okay, if we're going to allow this procedure, you know, yeah. to be voluntary, yeah, but you can only make such, you know, such and such money on it, mm-hmm. um, that you can't like fleece people. Um, or I, I, I do appreciate that they, um, that the, a lot of those supplements and stuff are not allowed to make, are not allowed to advertise and say, this will cure cancer. 
Right. But they, they it doesn't say that. It says it may be helpful uh, right. to whatever, uh, you know. But then there's an asterisk, and at the bottom it says there's been no evidence that suggests this, but, you know, whatever. Right. I, I think that's actually good. I'm glad that they have that. Although it may actually cure cancer, or it may actually cure your cancer. I, I recognize that, mm-hmm. but there's no evidence of that yet, except for anecdotal evidence. Right. And sometimes I've, I've heard that thrown around by mainstream medicine, is that there's no evidence to support this. Well, that doesn't mean that... That's an argument from silence, right? There, Correct. It just hasn't been done, hasn't been studied. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that it's not working or there's no correlation. Right. Um, and uh, I can tell you, for example, I, I have had some experiences. Like I said, I've taken mm-hmm. echinacea be- mm-hmm. at, at the beginning of a cold, and it has- And it's re- worked for you. Not always. Okay. But sometimes it's like magic, man. I mean- <laughs> Yeah, it, it goes away, and so then the yeah. but but then it, that's that's correlation, right? So it may not that may not it have caused be, it, so but it might factors. have caused it, right? Right, and that's why right. we don't we need to do a study, right? But I can tell you that th- through trial and error, yeah. I begin to get uh, you know a, a better read on it. So I felt with echinacea, it was not um, clear enough to me. Okay, let me tell you something that's been very clear to me. Okay, um, I take turmeric, uh, okay, or turmeric, however you uh-huh. say it, uh, for joint pain. Okay, and I have seen over and over and over again when I'm taking. Uh, those pills, mm-hmm. I take about three a day. Yeah. Um, my knees don't bother me. Is that right? They don't. They wow. don't bother me. Um, if I run out, which has happened mm-hmm. numerous times over the last several years, mm-hmm. I'll run out mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I, I don't, I, whatever, you don't get to the store, I haven't ordered, yeah. whatever. Sure. And, and there's a, there's a, uh, a month gap, say. Uh-huh. Uh, two weeks after I stop taking it, I'll start to have little indications of knee pain that'll get worse and worse and worse. Is that right? Then I start taking the, the turmeric again, mm-hmm. and in a couple, you know, three, four days, it's starting to go away. Wow. Well, so I've done that numerous times. Yeah. You know, maybe 10 times yeah. Yeah. where I've, I've experienced that, and I say, oh, this is definitely helping me. Yes, yes. Um, and I would say, if you have knee pain, you should try it, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, and do a little research and what kind of dosing and you know um, and no, it's not scientifically supported. Well, and 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 just you, you're right, um, but then also like that, that's the kind of thing like okay, so maybe we need to do some more studies on that if it's working for you. But then knee pain also. So I'm I'm thinking a little bit like a scientist here. Yeah. Knee pain could be caused by all kinds of things, and your knee pain maybe is solved by turmeric, and other people's knee pain is not solved by turmeric. That doesn't mean it doesn't work. It means that right. it's there's diff- we don't know all the issues, and it may be because it may be turmeric combined with a diet that you normally eat that someone else doesn't, even if they have their your exact same knee issue. Um, and so, yeah, we just don't know exactly how it works. But the fact that it's working so well for you tells me that we need to look into that more. Yeah. I mean, it's it's known for being an anti-inflammatory, mm-hmm. right? And joint pain is inflammation okay. in your joints. Yes. Um, and I think diet would, of course, have yes. a lot to do with yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, of course, it, it, turmeric is, is an Indian food and spices. And uh-huh. I mean, it's it's for cooking and, you know, it, it's a it's a... An actual food, right? Right, right, right. right. Uh, it's a root that's been ground up. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and so- I've uh, tasted it before. I do not like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I've avoided it. Do you not like Indian food? No, I do not like Indian what food. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I don't like Indian food. Indian food is awesome. Yeah, so you say. Oh, brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> I don't um, like Indian food very much. No, wow. No, there's a. If I go to an Indian restaurant, there's a few things that I can find that I enjoy. Uh-huh. Enjoy? I don't even know if enjoy is the right word. Yeah, the the, the heavy spices and all the different. It's yeah. just not my. 
that's not my speed. Yeah, bologna and hot dogs for you. That's pretty much it. Yep, I'm I'm an elitist and you're a hobo. We got that hey, established. But you know, I just found I just found out recently, and I I didn't know this. Did you know that bologna and hot dogs are the same thing? Yeah, just different size. I had yeah. no idea. What? I had no idea. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, bologna and hot. Okay, bologna is a giant hot dog. They it's slice a giant. It. Yeah. Is it like a humongous hot dog? Okay, yeah, it's just sliced. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just learned that recently. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> I am an idiot. Oh boy, no, um, I don't. So do you, I, no, I don't like Indian food. So do you I, like Thai food? Uh it that's better, but oh, still not so much. Oh, nope. No. Nope, what about nope. sushi? Don't like sushi. Oh my word! Lord have mercy on your soul. <laughs> I like Mexican food. I like oh, okay. other South American foods i love uh, cuban food uh and the american chinese food just about anything there is fantastic like the the actual chinese chinese food right i don't like so much right uh, but the but like the american version of chinese food i love uh-huh. I, I love a lot yeah yeah i like okay. some cuisines but uh yeah the real spicy stuff not so much yeah one day yeah <laughs> you know there's something wrong with me i there's know something- very deficient. Yes. Um, yeah. So anyway, it, there some of those spices are really helpful. Okay. Uh, anecdotally. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's yeah. what we're talking about, right? So um, I think that there this is the cause for a lot of discord um, when mainstream medicine mm-hmm. refuses to acknowledge mm. anything anecdotal because it hasn't been studied and proven. Ah, uh, I see. And I see. people who have have had similar experiences to me with turmeric, yes, say, oh no, 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 no. I know that I know this. Mm. Um, I could be tricking myself. I get it. It could be correlations and things I'm not sure. controlling. I understand all that, but I'm telling you, this is doing something for me. Yeah. I've just seen it too many times. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, like I said with echinacea, sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't. Right. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the type of bug that I was dealing with. Sure. And the things that, that, that just beyond me knowing. And so I don't sure. really use it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but the turmeric, I that works. I, I'm using it. I appreciate. I don't want knee pain. I had a doctor um, that's. Let's see, what was it? I um, years ago I did do something that was working, and uh, then it stopped working, and I'm not sure why. I don't know why it worked. I don't know why it didn't work. At the beginning of a cold, I would drink. Someone told me this when I was in college, and I have and I followed it for years, and it worked. At the beginning of a cold, I drink a gallon of orange juice in about eight hours. Okay. And for a long time, that got rid of my cold like almost right away. The vitamin C, maybe. The vitamin C, water. That's an enormous Hydration. amount of water. Uh, uh, sugar. There's that's a lot of sugar a, a, in it. That's, that would be surprising that well, sugar would help. I don't know. Yeah. But tends it, to... it worked great. And I and yeah. when I saw a doctor and I told the doctor that, the doctor said, well, if it's working, then that's fine. I don't right. know why it's working. Yeah. And But if it's working for you, that's fine. Do it. You know, it's and interesting. I appreciate that approach. If it's working for you... Do it. I don't know why it's working. Yeah, and so I'm not. Yeah. I'm not recommending it. But if you're, if it's working for you, sure, keep doing it. It's interesting. I I have noticed. So sugar is supposed to suppress your immune system. I've been told that over and over again. Okay, that it's not good for your immune system. Yeah, um, and yet there are colds that I've had where I've just been insatiable and craving sugar. Yeah. And and just eating a lot of food and mm-hmm. uh, you know whole th- oh, what's it starve a fever feed a cold starve a fever mm-hmm. that's an old phrase mm-hmm. you know if you have a cold you eat 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 if you got a fever you don't eat mm-hmm. um, well I don't know you know that's all anecdotal as well sure. right just old wisdom um, 
that may or may not have val- yeah. you know, validity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so there are times when I think that like a sugar load may have may have been profitable to me. Maybe. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, I will tell you this. Okay. Um, someone close to me mm-hmm. was going to be diagnosed mm-hmm. with Tourette's mm. and went to a pediatric neurologist. Okay. So mainstream conventional medicine. Yeah. Who said, oh, I see, I see the ticks, I see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, come back in six months, mm-hmm. and if things are the same, uh, I will give you the diagnosis of Tourette's. Mm-hmm. And um, and we said, what do we do about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So why are we coming back? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, so we can, we'll get the right diagnosis. Why do I want the diagnosis? Uh-huh. Um, and then, oh, by the way, I need $600 from you. For today's visit, yeah. Um, so uh, we took this child of ours to um, uh, to a doctor who is not conventional, mm. um, and is not conventional because of Lyme disease. Okay. Have you done any studying in Lyme disease? A little bit, not much. Yeah. I know that what is it, ten or fifteen percent of people who get Lyme disease, it's like nearly a lifelong battle that they have. Yeah, well, I don't know about the numbers, but that's true. Yeah, it may be higher than that. I okay. Don't know. Okay. Um, so uh, because it's a spirochete, mm-hmm. which is like syphilis, okay. which is a difficult. Yeah. Uh, STD to get rid of. Right. It, because because the spirochete can kind of corkscrew into parts of your body mm. that other bacteria cannot, mm. and can hide out there, and yeah. um, and can get into your brain, and yeah. so you know neurological Lyme is uh, something that, that you're talking about. And, and um, anyway, we we uh, we took our kid there, and um, and I was shocked because I thought this was going to be related to the Lyme disease mm-hmm. that uh, that this kid had had. Um, and he said, I think it's dietary in nature. And I thought, oh gosh, here we go. Uh An alternative doctor doesn't take insurance, doesn't deal with mainstream medicine. He's telling me it's dietary. Yes. Okay. So I was not a big fan or a believer at that point. Yes. Um, and then, um, I, 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 uh, this is my daughter. I don't know why I was trying to uh, prevent that from being said. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Maybe for her sake, I don't want to embarrass her or something. Uh, I don't know why she'd be embarrassed, but, um, maybe I better ask her (laughs) before we release this episode. (laughs) Yeah. You might have to cut this out or something. Okay. Um, uh, anyway, we, uh, uh, he had her blood tested for food sensitivities Uh and I was like, okay, we'll try, you know, And we took her off a number of things that yep. came back, and we mm-hmm. also added some things, mm-hmm. uh, some probiotics. Mm-hmm. We added some oregano oil and other things that he suggested. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a little witch doctor esque. Yes. Um, until I saw the dramatic change. Yes. In her, mm-hmm. and um, and no diagnosis. She's she's perfectly fine. Yeah. Okay. There's no diagnosis. Yeah. Necessary needed. What what mainstream medicine would have given, handed us to us. Mm-hmm. Would have been a problem with yes. insurance and whatever. Yep. I don't know what else. Yep, I, it, it's it, it was a failure yes. of mainstream medicine. Yes, for an office visit that cost me six hundred fifty bucks. Yes, okay, and and this guy through dietary restrictions yes. Yes. and and uh, additions. Yes, eradicated this problem. Yes. Where we were seeing serious ticks. Okay. You know what a tick is. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Neurological anomaly of some kind. Yes. Right? Yes. And now there there are there are none. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, likewise, from the Lyme disease, we believe she also got alpha gal. You know mm-hmm. what that is? No. 
it is an allergy to meat, to mammal meat. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so you can eat chicken and fowl, and you know, but you can't eat mammal meat. Mm-hmm. So she started throwing up, mm-hmm. um, and we had to figure out what was going on because she's getting sick a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we started. We we found the correlation that when mm-hmm. she, we had meat, mm-hmm. she was sick that night. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we got her tested for alpha gal. Sure enough, she had that. That's mm-hmm. a tick-borne illness, mm-hmm. um, just like Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. Um, of which there are others, by the way. Mm. If you, uh, you know, cat scratch fever mm. and um, others come from ticks. Ticks are terrible. They are. Blood sucking parasites. They, they love your daughter, huh? <laughs> as far as I know, she got bit once. Um, wow. Yeah. And okay. So she's had a, a, a bunch of problems from that. But uh, so this made me a true believer mm-hmm. that dietary issues are significant. Yes. That be, and I've seen it with a number of people with kids with autism Mm -hmm. and kids with behavior problems, Mm -hmm. kids who aren't doing well in school. Mm -hmm. um, There needs to be a change in their diet Mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. And when that change occurs, there are dramatic results. Yes. That is not believed or supported by conventional medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's absolutely true. Anecdotally, it seems to be completely true to me. Yes. Okay. I think that's a hundred percent correct. That, that, that makes perfect sense to me for lots and lots of reasons. Uh, boy, I don't even know where to go with this because I got my mind is going in so many different directions. Yeah. Um, the I, I'm a big believer in evidence supported medicine. Huge believer in evidence supported medicine, and I'm with you that we only have evidence for the things that we've studied. Right. And there are lots of things that we haven't studied that, if we did, would show us different avenues of healing. And our entire medical system is based on keeping people sick. I really believe that because yeah. it is uh, because all the money is being driven by pharmaceutical companies. Right. Um, that's where all the money is. And so they are trying to identify diseases and not trying to pursue health. And it, what, what the pharmaceutical companies love is if they can give you a pill that you are going to need to take one pill a day for the rest of your life. Right. That is their sweet spot. Oh, yeah. Get everyone taking medicine. Exactly. And that's who's yeah, funding all the, all the studies. And so if we can fund... A, it, it, where is the funding for the study that says, here is a nutritional... Uh, uh, a change that will heal your body. Right. There's no one who's funding that sort That's of thing. That's right. There is evidence out there, but tons of it. Tons and tons of, but it's not double blind studies mm-hmm. and I'm I'm a huge advocate for actual science, not snake oil stuff, but just because it hasn't been studied doesn't mean that it's not real. Right. And I would love to be able to study things that aren't but where's the money going to come from? Yeah, because because as we said, they're super expensive. Yep. The those studies are super expensive. Yep, and that would just take money right out of the big farms' pocket. Completely. Yeah, they're so, really against that kind of stuff. Um, for that reason, yeah, there are lots of people who distrust medicine, distrust uh-huh. pharmaceuticals. Uh-huh. Um, that we have seen that in spades with COVID. Yes, yes, yes. There yes. are all these. Um, uh, uh, conspiracy theories surrounding mm-hmm. anything like this, mm-hmm. but they they're not born out of idiocy. Correct. They're born out of experience. Yes. With uh, 
nutrition, changing their health, yes, changing the very nature of their children, yes, yes, and improving autism, right, and other you know significant sure things, sure uh, that they've seen and they know that as soon as they go off this diet, they start having these problems. They go back on the diet, they go away. They've done this enough times. Of course, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and so they know there's this core. They know this is true. Yes. Um, by the way, I've replaced echinacea with garlic. Okay. Um, when I still really feel a, a harsh cold coming on, uh-huh. I take raw garlic. Okay, and I will eat. I'll chew it up. It's 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 uh, spicy. It's hot. Yeah, and it's uh, you know you got your that breath is rough. Gonna, you're going to smell bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <laughs> I mean I've I, I've knocked people over sure. with garlic breath, but yeah. um, uh, it, it works. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anecdotally, take it or leave. So it, it works for you. It has. It has. That's a, even a yeah. better way to say it. It has worked it has for worked. you. It doesn't always work. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I think they're just some bugs that are just persistent or sure. just, uh, I don't know, your immune system is just at a level where it's just not going to. But typically, uh-huh. um, there are things like that, you mm-hmm. know, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, um, taken okay, together now, with those, vitamin C. Those are proven. Are, right? are Have got strong double blind study. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I'm also saying there's there's a lot of anecdotal evidence for some echinacea, Fair for um, yes. for garlic, yes, uh, and and probably other things. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, th- this uh, you and I want to bring people together. Yeah. Uh huh. And th- so this is an, a gap that I see that COVID has exasperated. Okay. Right? Sure. Do we go with mainstream medicine mm-hmm. that doesn't know everything but surely thinks they do? Mm. That has 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 great ties to big pockets, mm-hmm. deep pockets who are controlling not mm-hmm. only um, what medicines and healthcare we get, yeah. but what laws yeah. are written. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, these people are are at the top and they're controlling us. They are. And milking our poor health for their profits. Mm-hmm. I believe That's that. horrendous. Yes. Um, but- we also, like you said, we want mainstream science to uh, to fund and support and develop uh, legitimate uh, science, right? Well, and, and actually, COVID is a great example of that because even though I agree with everything that you've said so far, that doesn't mean that um, uh, that the COVID vaccine isn't effective. Here is a – this is a perfect example of where this is exactly what we want that – System. This is the. This is a perfect example of what the system is really, really good at. Yeah. It's also oppressive and hurtful to people, but this is where it's really, really good, and it's it's true. It's I mean, double blind studies, and it is not right. not just anecdotal evidence. The science this has is, shown us science is that very this overwhelmingly is clear. Valid. Yes. Right. Right. And so yeah, but but then okay. So but where are the places where they're not studying? That it could actually be helpful, right? Yeah, no, I that's sure. You're right, you're and right. so we have this divide with people, and, and unfortunately, it does tend to fall along some political lines. It has recently. Yeah. I didn't always. In fact, um, it, it, only recently. You're right. It's uh, it, quite honestly, it was Donald Trump. Yeah, it was Donald Trump that that made this divide because before that, there were anti-vaxxers um, on the right and anti-vaxxers on the left um, that politically. And maybe an equal number of each of those parties was anti-vax, still minority in both. Yeah. But now it's it, that's basically a right-leaning thing, and it used to not be political, but now it is. Yeah. So anyway, I, I say this to say that my experience tells me. Yeah. That I cannot always just uh, trust conventional medicine. 
I can trust them for what they've done well. Correct. Right? I think that's a great way to say it, is that you yeah. can trust them for what they've done well. When they say this will be this you know, expert, effective, they're almost certainly right about that. Is that the direction you want to go? It may or may not be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and along with that, um, you know, you... you you got to assess your risks mm-hmm. and you know and, yes. and you have to be your own advocate. Yes. You have that's to do right. your own research that's right. and don't just go to the doctor and take his word for it. Sure. But at the same time, don't be um, prone to conspiracy theories. Yes. And and completely full of distrust. There's a lot of great medical I mean, listen, if you need a, a heart valve replacement. Yes. You better be trusting conventional medicine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because um, they're really good at that. Yeah, they've gotten way better at it over they're the years. They're so good at it. And th- what else are you going to do? You're going to there's a certain plant out there that's going to give you another heart valve. Your, yeah, that's going to mechanically <laughs> fix the broken I don't valve think in your heart. So. No. Uh, however, medicines are are compounds, and plants make what are called secondary compounds. Yes. Plants are um, they're either poison. Or their nutrition, or you know, some neutral. Yes. Um, or they can they can be medicine. Yes, they can. Yeah, be. I mean, if you eat pine needles, uh-huh. you'll be fine. You eat hemlock needles, you're gonna die. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. So hemlock is a poison. One. Yeah. You and your crazy cuisine. I just do not understand. <laughs> well, I haven't what you're tried either one body. of those. Yeah. Uh, but I know that pine. You can eat pine. Okay. Okay. You can eat um, uh, uh, cattails. Okay. You can eat dandelion. Okay. Uh, leaves. And so there's certain things that you know that they're just weeds or whatever. They're just growing yeah. around, but you yeah, can yeah, eat yeah. them, right? Okay. And there are people yeah. who know this in space. I mean, they're all, all the things that you can eat and not eat. There are mushrooms sure, sure, you can sure. eat. There's some that'll kill you, right? Mm-hmm. I love mushrooms. Yeah. And, and uh, I have, apparently, I haven't eaten the ones that'll kill me. <laughs> so it depends on what kind of compounds are in those plants. Yeah. Right. So if you eat a good, healthy diet, mm-hmm. you're getting all these little nutrients, phytonutrients, mini, you know, sure, sure, micronutrients, sure. the things that you don't get from potatoes and steak, uh-huh. that you don't get from pizza and the typical American cuisine. If you right. eat that stuff all the time, yeah. you're going to be less healthy. Yes, 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 yes. If you eat a lot of spinach and kale and things that are shown to have great nutrition in them, mm-hmm. you are going to be more. More healthy. Yeah, that's right. Um, why doesn't science talk about that more? Why doesn't medicine talk about that more? Why doesn't medicine tout nutrition and teach people nutrition? I think I just explained it, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, I think so. Um, but not, but you know, not all doctors are in the pockets of big pharma, are they? No, are, they're not. And so a lot of doctors will say these really simple things, and people also don't want to hear that. Uh, I think that yeah. they want to fix it. Let me take this pill and fix it. So there's another... I certainly don't want to eat spinach and kale. I want to continue to eat garbage. Right. And be healthy. Right. Yeah. Right, right. I want to go on 95 North and get to Miami. (laughs) Uh, Well, if you're in Virginia, you got to go south on 95. Uh, If you go north, you're going up to to D.C. and Philadelphia and New York. You want to go to Miami, you got to go south. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you got to get on the road in the right direction, the right road in the right direction to get to a particular destination. Yeah. And that's true for the disciplines in our life. Yeah. So I I was blaming it on the healthcare system and the money, but let me say that it's also based, uh, the blame also comes on just American people in general who want, I don't want to stop eating cheeseburgers and pizza. Um, I know my cholesterol's bad, but I'm going to still eat that stuff. Do you have a pill that will help me? And the pharmaceutical companies are more than willing to, yes, deliver a pill that it's you can take for the rest of your life. You bring that up. Okay. Um, so I've, uh, I've seen some data that shows that, um, that cholesterol is a lot of genetics. 
Yes, it absolutely and is. And that the um, that changing your diet can only change That's your cholesterol by a certain number of points. That's very true. Is it? I mean, that that was my question. Like, has that I'm, is that really clearly proven, or is that is that uh, you know you know people can cheat statistics and they can make them say what they want. And so I do have a healthy level of skepticism. Right, even with certain studies, until I feel like okay, this is this is definitely no, I think that mainstream. That well, okay, I, that'll that's definitely true for me um, personally, and I think it's true generally. I, so what what I know is true for me is that so there's good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, and I forget the the actual scientific names for those. Uh-huh. Good cholesterol, bad cholesterol. My uh, overall cholesterol is very low. And my good cholesterol is also very low, and so that I need some more. Cho- so every time I go to get checked, uh, uh, this has been for years and years and years. Yeah, they say you need to start eating uh, fish and nuts and uh, you know omega three fatty acids, and that's where the right. good cholesterol is. Right. And I have, when I was younger, I did. I mean, I was eating salmon uh, at least four or five meals a week. I was eating uh, almonds and walnuts. Um, at least three or four ounces a, a day, seven days a week, and I did that for a year, and I came back, and my uh, my cholesterol number was exactly the same. Uh-huh. And they said that time when I went and I saw the doctor, and they said, "Oh, your cholesterol is your good cholesterol is low. You need to start eating fish." I said, "I'm eating an enormous amount of fish. I'm eating an enormous amount of nuts. I'm taking the little pills that say omega three fatty acids. Yeah. What more can I do?" And right. they said, "Oh." Okay, then it is what it is. Yeah, you you and are where you are genetically. Yeah, and exposed to that. Yeah, and so I don't eat as much of those things as I used to, but I still try and get a make you know good amount of fish, good amount of nuts you right. know, in my diet. Um, and so for me, it's true, but I think that that's true for a lot of folks. Um, others are able to raise their good cholesterol easily, and then you can also I know you can lower your cholesterol. I've known lots and lots of people who have had high cholesterol and then they start successfully eating oats and it. they start, you know, uh-huh. and they, they're successfully lower it, yeah. Yeah. But there's there's some people just are predisposed that way. Yeah. And that's probably uh, that's probably true across the board for a yeah. variety of things. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But generally speaking, I think that there are people out there who are refusing to, to have nutrition be a big role in their health because it hasn't yes. been touted by mainstream medicine. Oh, I see. And yeah. Yeah. And and You're I right. want you to listen yes. to the dissenting voices that are saying, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, nutrition is key. Very important. Uh, it, it, there's evidence that good nutrition can prevent cancer. Yes. Or do well yes. to fight against cancer. Absolutely. Um, there's so much about this that needs to be um, espoused and given to the, the general population. Um, eat. Uh, do some research and take it upon yourself to be your own advocate and eat healthy food yes. and see if you don't have uh, changes in your kid's behavior or changes in certain sure. uh, levels of you sure. know in your blood or whatever. Exercise is, is similarly wonderful and helpful, and even though it is generally recommended by physicians, we don't have the big studies on it uh, the way because pharmaceutical companies don't want to do that. It doesn't. It doesn't benefit them at all. Yeah, I mean, th- these lifestyle changes are not what pharmaceutical companies are about, and that's yeah. who's funding so much um, of the research. So it, there's an anti-inflammatory diet that can reduce the inflammation in uh, arthritis mm-hmm. and various other things. That, uh, you know, female problems with uh, their periods, yes, uh, yes numerous yes, yes. headaches, all kinds of things that good nutrition, I think, can really do wonders. Right, because. Yeah of the nutrition in the plants and the compounds in the plants that, that mm-hmm. have not been studied. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, 
I want to caution people who are who are um, anti-conventional medicine and always run to a dissenting voice. Mm. Yes, I had I've someone, met some of those. Yeah. Yep. I've had someone recently give me a brochure about masks. Okay. And there was an argument. Uh, now I don't mind this. Uh, by the way, I like to to think mm-hmm. and to hear other people's perspective. Sure. I want to. I oh, want. Yeah. I want the truth. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that the truth is forthcoming. Uh, it's out there in the streets. It mm-hmm. can be gathered, but mm-hmm. you have to go and look for it. Yes. Um, and then you have to you have to have a good filter. Yeah. And a and a healthy skepticism. Yeah. And um, you know what 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 data do we have? What source is this? Yeah. You know all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff is okay, brought so to what bear this, in wisdom. What did this say? What it, it was saying that you shouldn't wear a mask. Um, okay. And one of the arguments was that if you have COVID mm-hmm. and you are shedding uh, thousands and thousands of you know of virons, mm-hmm. um, that if you have a mask and you keep breathing, and that you're going to superload yourself with your own with the own vi- what you otherwise would be oh, putting out. Right, 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 right. You're keeping uh-huh. in. I've heard of this. Yes. And that that could add to the cytokine storm mm-hmm. of just a, an excessive load of virons mm-hmm. or viruses. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how do you say that? It's a virus. A virus is it's a singular. Yes. And virus is the plural. So if I'm saying uh, an individual, a mo- piece. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If there's a bunch of them, it's a virus. It's a, they are virus. Yeah. Gosh. Me and English, we don't get along. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a weird. It's. A, it's so a, I keep saying virons, like yeah. uh, multiple virons. Like you know. Yes. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Somebody help me. Yeah. Um, so I it, know what you're talking about. Yeah. So you superload. Yeah. What you would others be breathing out? And and I was I was reading. I was thinking. Okay. Well, if I'm sick with COVID, I shouldn't be out and about anyway and wearing yeah, a mask. I can be home enough. without a mask, mm-hmm. right? Laying down, resting. Yes. And just you know letting that stuff get out into the room. Yeah. Um. I guess. Right. Yes. And I'm not sure that that's how viruses work. The, uh. Yeah. I mean, once you once you've got it in your bloodstream, you're the amount of virus that you are breathing in is not that much. I'm not sure how much. I don't know. I, would, I don't know I'd be either. Much more in, interested in. Uh, I, I'm skeptical about that because uh, virologists recommend that the, who study this thing tremendously recommend wearing masks, and so I'm immediately skeptical. Yeah. Yeah. I, the other thing that it was talking about is uh, hypoxia, which is low blood. Uh, oxygen. Yes. And then also having too much CO2 yes. in your blood. Yes. Um, and that's, of course, the, a function of impaired breathing. You're wearing yes. a mask and it's a barrier and yes. um, you're not getting enough oxygen or getting rid of enough CO2, yes. which in certain cases is fine. If you're a surgeon, you're doing surgery for a couple hours, you need to wear a mask to prevent your bacteria from getting in mm-hmm. an open wound uh, mm-hmm. You know where you're doing surgery. Sure. And the the payoff there, or the I guess the the, the cost, mm-hmm. is that you have lower blood oxygen. Um, so no, uh, I work with surgeons. I've been in uh, open heart surgery um, m- many times, and other kinds of surgeries. And I have worn N95 skin tight masks. I've been fitted for masks multiple times. Where I got to put a hood on and see if I can smell anything. No, yeah, I cannot smell anything. Where my life really depended upon. I've been in situations where my life literally depends on whether I have a tight seal over my mouth and nose in order to breathe in the situation where someone has a life-threatening illness and I'm going in to be with them and to and they're going to be breathing without a mask. Okay, so I want to make sure this thing is really tight. Yeah. And lots and lots of healthcare workers do that. 
And we also have got great measurements on oxygenation levels. You have an oxometer that you wear? Oxometer. I don't normally wear that, but lots and lots and lots of studies have been done. You put that oxometer on, you also can can, uh, measure. They've got other kind of masks that are airtight that it does not affect your oxygen level. It does not. A surgeon who's in there um, for hours and hours at a time wearing an N95 and wearing another mask on top of that – where an oxygen level, it, it does not drop. Okay, well, that was the claim of this pamphlet, and it, it uh-huh. cited studies that, that, that it did uh, lower blood oxygen levels. I have done it on myself, and I've seen it on many, yeah. many other people. That's interesting, and, and I don't know the studies, and I didn't yeah. care to look up the, the, uh, yeah. the sites you know, mm-hmm. what he was referencing. Um, my point was uh, there is a cost-benefit analysis, right? Sure. Um, that even if my blood oxygen level dropped a little bit, yeah. Um, I, and, but if I needed to do a surgery, if I was a yes. surgeon, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm sure they could come up with a way to give me oxygen uh, under a mask, but uh, yes. apparently that's not necessary. The, be- um, otherwise they would. I've been in lots and lots of surgery centers and they don't, ha- they don't give oxygen to the people who are performing the surgery, even though they're wearing masks for an enormous amount of time. Yeah. Uh, you would think that you would want your surgeon to have good oxygenation level going to his oh, brain yeah, absolutely. or her brain. Yeah. Okay. Everybody wants that. And a mask does not inhibit that at all. And I'm going to tell you, if it would, if it did inhibit that, and we still want to wear masks, I understand that they would put oxygen on there. Super easy to do, and they, but there's no need for it. Yeah, it doesn't help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's this is the kind of thing that I like to talk about. Yeah, and like to uh, evaluate. And I don't mind um, reading something that or, you know when there was a when COVID hit and there were some doctors on Capitol Hill. Yeah, there's like a handful of them. Did you see that video? No, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. It was totally sketchy, right? It okay. did. It, it was a video of doctors claiming um, things that could have been politically charged or, or religiously charged, uh, you know, driven by their their beliefs. I see. Other than science, um, but they were trying to make it sound very scientific. And I, I so oh, I listened to them. Okay. Yeah. I listened to their point of view. I listened uh-huh. to their, their arguments. Uh-huh. I assessed their behavior and their their body language and all that as well. Yeah. And then I sent it to a couple of doctor friends of mine. I said, hey, what do you think of this? Yeah. And they said, uh, here's a number of things that I noticed, yeah. you know? And, and so that's just part of me saying, okay, uh, this, is a, this is a minor voice. Mm-hmm. It's a dissenting voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to throw it out without looking at it. Sure. I'm going to evaluate it sure. and use what filters and wisdom I can. Yes. Because I have seen in my own life mm-hmm. that there are answers outside of conventional medicine. Oh, yes. Dramatically so. Yes. But um, when we have massive studies... Oh, yeah. If the science is clear, we go with the science. We go with the right. studies. We go Thank with the, you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and you've been saying that all along. But yeah. To, but to say... I think we're... we're uh, where we need to look outside of conventional science is where science hasn't looked yet. Right. I don't want to oppose the science. When the science is there and it's super clear, like, okay. Right. Or I was going to say, or it could be unclear, but. It, yeah, maybe yeah. it's unclear. But, but when it's clear. When it's clear, then it's clear. Yeah. And just because yeah. it's conventional doesn't mean that it's wrong. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's it. That's a good discussion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, conventional versus. Uh, alternative therapies. Yeah. You know, look into some, uh, look into dietary and um, some supplemental things, but be wise. Be wise. That's right. That's right. Do your research. Mm-hmm. And if it's working for you, keep doing it. And how do you know if it's working, right? You might want to think about how to, uh, maybe maybe look up the scientific method and see if there are variables that you can control. Excellent. Ways that you can try to make sure that this is what's doing it for you. Be your own scientist. You know? Yeah, be your own scientist. That's be right. your own advocate. <laughs> Take your health into your hands, people. 
Hey, this is William with the Hopper Podcast. If you're too conservative to be a liberal and too progressive to be a conservative, have we got news for you. We've broken free from the cultural and political narratives that dominate the landscape, and there are more of us than you might realize. Let's grow the Hopper Podcast. Find your favorite episode, click the share button to share it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Thanks a bunch. In 2018, there was a 69-year-old man who wanted to legally change his age in order to in order <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah I do remember that yeah in, in order to avoid ageism. Apparently, right, right he right. felt discriminated against because his real age was affecting his job. He was trying to get a job, and he's 69 right. years old, and he said it also uh, affected his chances of success on Tinder. Uh. <laughs> I don't think anybody told him you're allowed to lie on Tinder. Right, right. <laughs> Are you sure you're 50, mister? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently he lost that lawsuit. Uh, you can't legally change your age. Oh, yeah. poor guy. Poor fella. Uh, he's, he probably should start lying about his age, though. Okay, yeah. So then um, there's another lawsuit in 2017. Uh, there was a woman who bought some jelly beans. And All right. okay, jelly beans. And uh she didn't know that the jelly beans had sugar in them. Well, yeah, okay. And the reason is because she's not supposed to have sugar. I, yeah, she's not supposed to have sugar. And she's looking at the ingredients, and one of the ingredients, this is the jelly belly. She got jelly belly jelly beans. Uh-huh. And one of the and they don't have sugar as an ingredient. What's listed instead is evaporated cane juice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, although it's uh, in the nutrition label, it specifically has the total grams of sugar per serving. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. she sued them and lost. Of course. I wonder if that was an attempt to correct labels where, you know, there's like, there's 20 some different, or, I mean, I'm making that number up. Yeah. It could be 30 or 40 or 50 different ways to say sugar. Yeah. There's a bunch you know, of them. Fructose, maltose, all the different ways that, that sugar could be listed on a label and not say sugar. Yeah. And I wonder if she's annoyed with that and was trying to do something with it. My understanding um, is that sugar is a, like a generic term and there are a whole lot of chemicals that are sugars. Yeah. And so uh and so then those other terms are kinds of sugar, if I can put it that way. Maltose, dextrose, all those sure, suc- sucrose. Sure. Yeah, they're all different kinds of sugars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I would prefer it just said sugars. Fair know. enough. <laughs> the sugars are listed. The, the, the grams know, per fine. serving, whatever. Yeah, you, you have to be kind of a wizard to to read labels anymore. I mean, it, they could have like all these different compounds that that are in bath salts, you know, that are still illegal even though they're they're some sort of opiate derivative. Yeah, and you wouldn't even know what it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, that's the, right. The label is only as good as what people understand it to mean. That's true. Yeah, I've heard. I've often heard it said it's it's better to uh, when, when you buy food, look at the label, and if you can't understand what the ingredients are, you shouldn't eat it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Did I did I tell you that my daughter did a, a research paper on McDonald's? No. And the French the French fries have nineteen ingredients. What? Yeah. 
It's potatoes it potato, and oil. I don't know what else. Oil. Okay, yeah, potatoes, salt, and oil. Three ingredients. Yeah, but they got 19 ingredients. Oh, my goodness. Uh, from, like, preservatives to some sort of beef juice Yikes. flavoring. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Wow. Okay, so here's another one. In 2016, there was a class action lawsuit. A bunch of um, people got together to sue Red Bull because uh, they said the slogan, Red Bull gives you wings, and whether you take that literally or figuratively, they didn't get their wings. (laughs) They did not get wings. They did not get wings. They they really thought they were going to get physical wings. Well, no. So they thought maybe if they got physical wings, then the promise would be uh, fulfilled. But they also said metaphorically, maybe what they mean is that Red Bull will give you energy. Uh, And there's no evidence that Red Bull gives you energy. And it's actually true that the company has no evidence to the claim that the beverage can improve your energy or your focus or anything going on in your body. There's no reason. Because they haven't done any testing. No testing whatsoever. None. And Uh so... uh, in this class action, but we law? know from uh, like thousands of papers of, of documents about caffeine. The caffeine. Well, fair enough. Energy. Okay, so so caffeine. There's, I, does Red Bull have caffeine in it? I assume it does. I'm, I'm sure it does. Yeah. So that's a I stimulant. Mean, I, I couldn't imagine it not. Yeah, I would have. I would assume so. But somehow, anyway, they settled out of court. Um, Red Bull gave them some money, I guess. Well, that makes me wonder if they don't have caffeine. If they have uh, all those. Uh, so-called natural uh, energy-boosting herbs. Yeah, yeah. I wonder about that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I had the, you know, before I read this, I had the distinct impression that Red Bull had some sort of stimulant in it that would actually, you know, boost your energy or something, and apparently it doesn't. But oh, they advertise it that way. It's it's just, yeah, it must be, it could be some sort of natural stimulant that has not been shown. Like, like we we uh, we were just earlier talking about turmeric. Oh right, um, right, right. Yeah, you that may be right about that. Shown to yeah to help knee pain. It's not really for knee pain, but I'm telling you, it, it works for you, for huh? me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there are there are several that uh, supplement type of stimulants that have not been FDA tested. I mean, caffeine has been well documented, oh, tested, yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I heard I heard somebody. I don't know if this is true or this is fake news, but. Um, there have been people who have uh, passed away from excessive caffeine and having a heart attack. Have you heard this? No. Um, yeah, I wonder if it's true. Yeah, I don't know. Excessive caffeine, like uh, lots of um, energy drinks, like an excessive load of caffeine or stimulants, and then they've died. Oh, my goodness. That's a sort of heart failure. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Maybe. I've heard that over and over, but it's, it could be, you know... It could be like the uh, the kid from Mikey eating Pop Rocks and Coke and dying. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Urban legend. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, there was another uh, lawsuit in 2014. Um, Shane Proler from the Houston Fire Department uh, was a firefighter there who developed a fear of fire. And yeah, he was reassigned to an office position so he wouldn't have to come into direct contact with fire, um, but he wanted to remain in his former job and uh, and be on the firefighting squad, 
uh, but not have to come into contact with fire. And he said, here's what it was. He said that his fear was a disability. And so, yeah. And so he was saying that he was being discriminated against because of his disability. And so he sued Uh the fire department and his case made it up to the Texas Supreme Court. Now, hold on a second. Is he hoping to get disability and not work? Yes. Or is he trying? Totally. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't talked to him, but I assume that that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right. Well, the Supreme Court, the Texas Supreme Court ruled there was no evidence that he was being discriminated against. And so he did not get uh, disability pay. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. But that's crazy. The Supreme Court. People are crazy. People are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we are um, talking by phone right now because uh, my wife has tested positive for COVID. Yeah, COVID is running across Kentucky, probably the whole country. It is the whole country. Our state is not well vaccinated. But what I've been a couple of weeks ago when Omicron was really starting to come out, I read a few articles that said it doesn't really matter if you've been vaccinated or if you've previously had COVID, that Correct. this strain is different enough that you can still get it. That's right. But it's not causing as severe illness as the previous strains. Well, that's true for people who have been vaccinated. So people who have been vaccinated are getting it like crazy, like my wife. She's been vaccinated uh-huh. and boosted. Uh, yep. and it, but it, and it's very easy for those folks to get it, but the people who have been vaccinated and especially those who have been boosted, it's very, very mild. And for her, it uh-huh. is. She, she actually spent the day today working out in the yard. Yeah. You know, um, and which, which is no, she's got a little bit of a runny nose, but tested positive for COVID. Right. And so, uh, normally we record you come over to my house and we record in person, but we got to do it by phone because I don't want to expose you to her COVID. I've tested well, negative yeah. multiple times, to- uh, twice this week, and so I don't have it, but she does. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that she's not suffering and that it uh, looks like it's going to be easy on her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just got word uh, not but a few uh, moments ago, maybe an hour or so ago, that. Uh, a friend uh, has lost their mother mm. um, to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's here it is 2022 and we're tired of COVID. Everyone's tired of it, but yeah. uh, we still need to um, still need to be talking about it and trying to, trying to figure out how to keep people safe. Yeah. Because in, in a large part, um, one, one of the main crises, I think, with this is that our hospitals are completely jammed up, completely yeah. jammed up with, with COVID patients in a way that we haven't seen ever. Uh, I mean, this is, right. this is the worst by far that we've seen in COVID. And, and so, man, don't get in a car wreck now. Uh, yeah. Don't have to go to the hospital now. Yeah. I, um, I, all the testing sites are are backed up yeah. and, and all the doctors and clinics and all that stuff and there there's a lot of testing and there are other things going around that there's some nasty colds it's winter time yeah um that are presenting like a, a serious cold and then people are getting tested and it's negative that's happened for us and some other people at our church yeah um 
and uh, just just muddying the waters a bit and keeping the healthcare system really jammed. Yeah. Um, listening to the hopper podcast let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't write us at the hopper podcast at gmail.com or record a short short voice memo on your phone and send it to the hopper podcast at gmail.com join us next time when we will discuss which animals scat makes the best fertilizer oh okay i i, I might have some thoughts on that all right good i'm sure you know someone else who needs to listen to this show be a pal and tell them about the show and send them the link and if they still don't listen Make that annoying sound from Dumb and Dumb. <laughs> and be sure to subscribe or follow. You don't want to miss a single episode. The Hopper Podcast is produced with the help of sausage donut stores across the country. <laughs> <laughs>